You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is Trip from TripAdvice.com. And today, a great episode. We have an interview with one of my friends and dating coaches, Laurel House. And before we get into that, just want to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT. Now, if you have any trouble with maintaining an erection in bed or lasting longer in bed or anything regarding low testosterone, well, got a solution for you. It's called Spartagen XT, and it's the all-natural supplement to helping you boost your testosterone. There are some amazing herbs in there that they've done studies on that have shown to improve testosterone levels in men uh, all over the world. And this stuff is pretty amazing. So go pick yourself up some of this if you want to boost your sex drive and you know just be a rock star in the bedroom. So go check it out. All you gotta do is go to SpartanLibido.com. SpartanLibido.com. That's S-P-A-R-T-A-N-L-I-B-I-D-O. SpartanLibido.com. So go ahead and check that out to boost your sex drive and increase testosterone. Now, if you're listening and you haven't got access to one of my programs called Conversation That Gets You Dates, I'm giving it away for free. Yes, but come on, let's be honest. There's no such thing as a free lunch. You got to do something for it. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to iTunes and write a review for the podcast. Take a screenshot of the podcast uh, review and send it to me, trip at tripadvice.com. And we'll give you access to that program, Conversation That Gets You Dates. Uh, one of my favorites, it's a two-hour program that teaches you the entire structure of conversation and how to basically take conversation from step one, which is approaching the girl, all the way to getting a date. Uh, again, one of my favorite programs because I really break down how you can be able to know exactly what to say to get more dates with girls. So go ahead, take a screenshot of your review, send it to me, trip at tripadvice.com, and you'll get instant access. All right? Cool. So what are we doing today? Like I said, we got an interview with Laurel House, one of my friends slash dating coaches, and she just gives some great information. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I just, I ask the right questions to get these interviewees to really just spill the beans with some of the best tips and techniques for you to get better with girls. And you're going to hear that on this episode. Laurel, who can be found at screwingtherules.com, and uh, you can also email her if you're interested in coaching, laurel at laurelhouse.com. She's been in the dating game for a long time, coaching men, coaching women, and today we're going to go over one uh, one of her areas of expertise, which is flirting and connecting, okay? Flirting and connecting with girls. And she is a girl, so she knows a little uh, little about it. But, but seriously, she teaches men how to do this and coaches them to the whole process of what you need to say, what you need to do to get past that small talk BS, which is inevitable 
A lot of conversations start off that way, but here's the best part. They don't have to finish that way. You can really take conversation to a whole new level with the girl so that she really gets addicted to you. And uh, I'm quoting Laurel on that. You'll hear that in the interview. She talked about stuff that are getting women addicted to you, that make you stand out uh, on dating apps, on online dating, and in person. We'll, we go over all three. It's really just a fantastic interview jam-packed with some good tips and stuff. So get your pen or your pencil or your iPad or your iPhone or whatever uh, to take notes because you're going to want to write some of this stuff down. I promise you that. So here it is, my interview with Laurel House. All right, we're on. Hey, Laurel, what's going on? Hello. I'm so excited to be talking with you. Yes. Well, we've talked many times before. In fact, uh, if you don't know already, Laurel and I did a, did a little pilot together called Love Bites. It, it premiered on the FYI Network. Uh, well, if you're listening to this in real time, you're listening to this in September 2015, it was just a couple months ago. Uh, it aired in June 2015, and we were both the, uh, the dating experts. And Laurel is just really incredible at what she does. And she doesn't just coach women, but she coaches men too, uh, which is really hard to do. I haven't even touched coaching women yet. Maybe I will in the future, but I'm still just kind of focused on the guy side. But I thought you were about to say I haven't even touched women and I was I was going to laugh. So <laughs> <laughs> because I touch both men and women. Not not sexually, but yes. Yes. No, I yeah. know I know that you you coach both of them and uh, and you're pretty amazing at it. And and yeah. one of the things that that really separates you from a lot of the other coaches out there is that you really specialize in flirting. And, yeah. and you always have, and, and not just, again, flirting, you know, teaching guys how to flirt, teaching girls how to flirt. And, uh, and I think that's really cool. That's honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite topics to dive into. If I'm ever interviewed, I always like to talk about flirting because it's really like, let's be honest, I think it's one of the most important things when it comes to dating, don't you think? It, it's definitely not only important, but it's essential. And it's essential when it comes to dating and continuing through once you find someone who you're really interested in and you want to start a relationship and then you have a relationship. You need to continue flirting the entire time because really what it's doing is making the other person feel special, feel like they are, they're different and showing interest in a way that's fun. Right, and I like what you said there about the fact that it continues through the relationship. I always say that the the process of seduction, you know, ends when the relationship ends. You know, it's like there's something that you got to continuously do to really keep the spice and the flavor going. Uh, and, yes. it, and it starts with moment one, which is what we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit today. Uh, but we're going to kind of go into something a little bit different because I've talked about flirting so much. We're going to go a little bit deeper than flirting. We're going to be talking about how to how to transform and kind of maneuver your way from small talk into kind of deep talk and stuff that's going to make the connection. Because here's the thing is flirting is what differentiates friends and someone who's more than friends. If you don't flirt, then you don't have that potential of of being attracted to and and sh her being attracted to you. But yeah, it's not just about surface flirting. Deep flirting is actually even sexier because now we're getting into the emotional and the vulnerability and now you're actually tapping into 
um, the depth of a woman. And that's where you want to go. That's how you create a real connection. And that's how you make yourself what I call sticky, which means that she wants more of you. She can even become addicted to you. It's yes. a really powerful thing. Yes, exactly. See, and that's what we want. And I always say, I'm always saying to, uh, to the listener that when you make that connection with someone, when you make that connection with the girl that you're interested in, that is what is going to make her be like, oh, I remember that guy. I'm going to want to call that guy back. I'm going yes. to want to have a second date with that guy. I'm going to want to sleep with that guy. That's yes. the stuff where it really matters. So, yes. um, oh my God, I'm really excited. This is going to be some juicy stuff. Now, I know that there are a few avenues which you can do this because everyone's kind of meeting people, you know, through different mediums. It's either in person, maybe you're approaching a girl at a bar or maybe on the street or you're doing it through like an app like Tinder or you're doing some online dating. So do you think we can touch a little bit on all three of those or anything else that I might be missing so guys can kind of have all the different options here? Definitely, because the reality is that these conversations are different based on the platform. So you really need to pay attention to how how you're flirting and how you're going deeper. And you can actually manipulate the platform in a lot of ways as well because some people think that apps are just about the surface, that it's, it is a text-style communication. So it's saying, hey, what's up? Hey, not much. How's your day? It's cool. You're hot. Thanks. We should go out. Yeah. And that has absolutely, I mean, really, you're forgettable at that point because the amount of messages that women get like that, it, ridiculous. And she does not remember you tomorrow. She doesn't remember you in three days. And then all of a sudden, she just sees this picture of you and she, it feels like she's ghosting on you. And it's just because she doesn't remember you. You didn't have a conversation that was substantive. You didn't have a conversation that she wants to come back to. So you can manipulate the app platform by asking more substantive and deeper questions that will actually make you stand out. And that's what's really important because the reality is, you know, coming from a female perspective, I can sometimes on an app get 30 outreach a day. On online dating sites, I might get 20 messages a day. So how are you going to stand out? Why am I going to pay attention to you as opposed to any of the other 19 people who just sent me a message today? Right, right, exactly. And you know what? It's funny. It's like this stuff, like if you just, if you just apply probably any of the things that Laurel's going to be talking about today, it's so easy and you'll already stick out amongst all these guys because I feel like and you'll probably know even better Laurel because you're getting uh, all these messages and stuff most guys are very lazy and aren't really trying that hard so it's it's common that the guys who are messaging you or hitting on you are really just doing a, a either average or below average job because because it's just how it is I mean no guys you know are what? really trying that hard trip I think that thank you that is such an important point to make Put some effort into your outreach. If you don't put any effort into it, what that says to me is that you're not interested in putting any effort into the dating. And 
you know what? I don't want a guy who's going to be lazy. I'm sorry. I want a guy who's going to put effort into it, who's going to show me that I'm important, that's going to show me that I'm a priority. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to spend an hour sending a message. You can actually have kind of a canned message, but in a way that seems like you catered it to her. So, for example, what if, let's start with apps. So on an app, instead of just saying, hey, how's your day? Or, hey, you caught my eye. Um, say something that's going to engage her and then also ask her something more. So, for example, if she says, if you see in the app that she has a dog because one of the photos are of her and her dog, you can say, I love that photo of you and your black lab. Um, she looks like she's a really happy pup. Um, I'd love to know two more things that you find really interesting about yourself. For me, I find interesting that I was a pro baseball player when I was young and now I'm tra transitioning into finance. And the other thing is that, you know, something else. So basically what you're doing is you're engaging her so it doesn't feel canned. I love that photo of you and your dog. Your dog looks so happy. And then this is the canned part. I'd love to know two more things that you find really interesting about yourself. Here are my two things. So that part is going to be consistent with every single message that you send. You already have your two things. It's a copy-paste. The part that you are catering to her is the intro. So let me ask you something. That's... Uh... There's obviously some kind of reason behind the fact that you had or have the guy saying, here are my things. I just yes. want to know, like, what's your reasoning behind that? Why, why can't the guy just ask the question? What is, what's important about him throwing in his two things before she even answers? You need to be the example of your expectation. So mm -hmm. it's what I call, I'll show you mine. Now you show me yours. Um, if you don't give your two examples first, then she might say, huh, okay, what's interesting about me? I like boats and um, I like purple. Okay. okay. That says absolutely nothing about her. So, for example, if it were me, if I'm the one doing the initial outreach, I would say two things interesting. Number one is I was a competitive ice skater from the age of six years old to 15. I learned about grace, presentation, and hard work, but I never learned how to play well with others. Um, number two, I have five published nonfiction books out, but I secretly want to be a, a fiction romance writer. That okay. says a lot about me. You know, you just learned that I'm a hard worker, that I'm a competitive, that I was a competitive ice skater. And what does that say about someone who spent you know, nine years working on a, doing a sport like that? Um, and what does it say that I have five published books? So basically I'm saying something fun and I'm saying something business. Now my expectation of you is that you're going to tell me something fun and you're also going to tell me something business. You can be a little bit boastful without being braggadocious. I was boastful. I have five published books, but I didn't focus on that. It, the focus was, but I secretly want to do this other thing. So it's take, it's making it not seem like I'm showing off. Right. And you know what? I feel like as I'm kind of thinking more about this, we're working with uh, this concept called the reciprocity rule, which yes. has been known to be very powerful in, in persuasion. So basically... 
you're you're offering your information, and I, I like how you said, you know, whatever. What is it like? What you expect? What was the line? Be the, be the example of your expectation. Right. Exactly. So then you're putting out something that's a little bit deeper, a little bit more specific, right? You're not saying my favorite color is red, and I like to watch baseball, right? It's like something a little bit more specific, a little bit uh, deeper, and so that's that's setting kind of this this platform for her to do the same thing because she's going to she's going to reciprocate the way that you're giving the information. She's going to want to say something like that. So it's kind of like probably, I mean, you know, there's always um there's always exceptions, but probably if if you're going to be saying something that's going to be either superficial or deep, she will follow suit with whatever you say. So exactly. I think I feel like that's really powerful right there. And the depth there is actually really important as well, the vulnerability, because you are saying something real. You know, I, I said I, I never learned how to play well with others. Okay, well, that's something that we could actually dig into because what you're also doing is you're setting up opportunities for going deeper into conversation. We could talk about my ice skating. We can talk about what is about presentation and poise and what does hard work mean. We can talk about so many different elements because of these two things that I just shared. And because I'm sharing first, I'm creating that environment of safety and trust. I'm saying it's okay for you to share with me. It's okay for you to um, boast just a little bit because I just did. Or be vulnerable like you did as or well. Or be vulnerable because I just did. It's safe to do this now. When I had said at the very beginning, you can manipulate the platform. This is one of the instances where you're manipulating the platform because the platform of an app is oftentimes about the short text style messages. So you might get some women who say, God, you know, those are long questions. Why don't we just talk about it in person? And you actually don't want to jump off the app immediately and get into an on-person date. The reason is that that's that's why you sit across from a woman and say, oh my God, we're not a match within the first five seconds. You need to do a little bit of pre-qualifying before you go on that date or else you're going to end up spending a lot of money on girls who are not matches and you're wasting your time. Right. So just do a little bit of this getting to know each other. If she's not interested in answering those questions, if she's not engaging, She's not for you because, as I said at the beginning, put some effort into it. If she's not willing to put any effort into it also, that, that says something about her. Right, right, exactly. And let me ask you something. I want to go just a, a little bit off topic but, but still yeah. kind of talking about the same thing. Um, what do you think about, about going from, okay, you're on the app, Again, I'm specifically talking about apps right now. So you're on yeah. the app, you get the girl's number, then, you know, whatever, you start texting a little bit. What do you think about the phone call before the date? Phone call is essential before the date. I call it a phone date. And it is because you're actually going to set a time to have that call. So it's not just, hey, I'll give you a call. Because if it's a, hey, I'll give you a call, well, when are you going to call me? right now, because right now I'm working. Um, so it's saying, I'd love to talk on the phone. How about tonight at seven o'clock? If that doesn't work, how about tomorrow night at nine o'clock? The reason why you want to give her a time is so that she is ready. 
the re women don't like to suddenly get called um, when we're not ready for it. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us feel like we're not in control. And we also end up just fixating. When's he going to call? Is he going to call? So it's, you want to make sure you set that time and then you set time aside so you can sit and have that call for one hour. And one hour is actually a reasonable amount of time to have that phone date if you've done a little bit of that pre-qualifying. If you already know that I was a competitive ice skater, that I have five books out, that I want to be a romance novelist, because you have a foundation of things to talk about. At the end of that call, you're going to know if you want to go out with her or not. Right. Okay, it's funny too because I actually have sort of different advice or part of what you said, but okay. maybe you'll agree. I don't know because it's kind of a specific situation. So I have this little concept called a mid-text call, and I've talked about it uh, recently on some videos and some podcasts, and it's basically like when you're in a uh, – I would say, you know, depending on the age, like if you're not in the middle of the work day, it's like after work, and the texting is very heavy. So I'm talking like you text something, she texts back within a couple minutes or less. You're, you know, so you're in a text message conversation. I right. always say it might be a good move to actually give them a call if you're in this kind of heated, lots of texting, long texting kind of conversation. Like, you know, you know like what? just call them and get them on the phone. I love this idea. I totally love this idea because, yeah, if you're having those heavy texting conversations, totally the wrong type of conversation to have over text. Right, exactly. There are so many problems that can happen over text. There's miscommunication. You know, you're trying to be witty and sarcastic and you're coming off as a jerk or demeaning. Um, you're trying to get a little bit sexy and it comes off as sexting and she's offended. Um, so there are so many problems that can happen over text. So I think once it starts to go there, Texting is not the platform to really get to know each other. It's just not. Um, so instead, yeah, say, hey, are you available right now? I'd love to have a phone call. Get on the phone. Continue that deep, real conversation. Right. I love it. I agree with that completely. And then I have another. Uh, so if you don't want to do the tell me two things you find interesting about yourself, there is another question that you can ask that is actually really revealing. And this can also be asked um, online. And that is, um, I see that you're originally from L.A. What are your favorite places to go to? And what are your regular places that you go to? Oh, because your favorite and your regular say very different things. So you might say my favorite places are these, you know, nice upscale places. My regular are these, you know, divey places. Now that says to me that you have interests in the upscale, but right now you're not kind of you're not financially there. <laughs> right. And and that's okay. And it it's just it's very very revealing. Right. No, that's good. That's a good call because you you would think that the favorite and the regular might be the same thing, but I mean, I have some favorite restaurants that I've been to like one time. Just exactly. It's a you know, it's a lot of money, but yeah, maybe there's one place that I go to all the time. It's funny because you might even be a regular somewhere and not even say that it's your favorite. It just kind of becomes it's, it's kind of part of who you there. are. It's yeah. down the block. Um, and so then the next question is, and why? Why is that your regular place? Why is that your favorite place? And why is a really important part of the question. This is how you get 
beyond the small talk and into the depth of conversation, the and why, you know, because it feels good to feel like a regular, because I know the bartender, because um, my dad has always gone to this restaurant, um, because I love, I love watching the TV, they always have sports on, whatever it is, the and why is where we're actually getting somewhere, and why is where the connection is going to be. Right. That's going to make the person open up to basically, you know, all their thoughts, feelings, emotions on whatever you guys are talking about, which creates that deeper connection. I love it. Okay, cool. All right. Let's, uh, anything else with app stuff? Because we have so much more to talk about. I want to talk more about the other avenues. Yep. Nope. Nothing else with apps. I think that those are the, that's basically just how you manipulate them. And here's the thing, those two questions you can actually use online. So if you're doing online conversation, instead of doing the the normal outreach, that's just, Hey, you're hot. Same thing, right? So you don't want to do, you want to put some effort into it with online conversation, especially with that first outreach. Um, you want to read their profile And then ask two questions and share one thing. So again, be the example of your expectation. I'll show you mine. Now you show me yours. So you might say something like, I see that you recently started taking cooking classes. What inspired you to take classes and what's the best dish you've made so far? I've tried to cook as well. It's something that I really enjoy, but I'm not good at following recipes or rules. So I cook by flavor and scent. My grandma actually taught me how to cook. She taught me about, she taught me this amazing fettuccine Alfredo recipe that might sound mundane, but it has a sauce that I swear is addictive. By the way, I love that photo of you in Bali in Monkey Forest. How did it feel to have that monkey bare its teeth at you like it was going to attack you? I look forward to hearing from you soon. So that's your first outreach. And it might seem like it's a lot, but it's putting effort into it and it's allowing you to stand out. What you're also doing is creating that connection by saying, instead of saying, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or oh, you like football, me too, what's your favorite team? You're saying what inspired you and how did it feel? Again, you're fostering connections and then you're sharing, I I also like cooking, this is what inspired me, this is my favorite dish, being the example of your expectation. You're ending it with, I look forward to hearing from you soon. And the reason why you're doing that instead of, hey, check out my profile if you want, is because I look forward to hearing from you soon is saying, I am expecting you to respond, and I expect that you're going to respond quickly. You're being the man, you're taking control, and you are confident, and those are things that are really important to women. Yes, huge, huge, and those are, yeah, those are good examples there too, and I feel like as I'm listening to this, I'm trying to kind of understand more about why this stuff works, and what kind of hit me with this, and I've never really analyzed it in this way until right now, so this is some breaking information here. I'm very excited. I'd like to hear your perspective. Okay, so this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that the way you're really talking to these people and the way you're messaging them, you're hitting it on two levels. One, and this is kind of I probably the most important, actually, well, probably the most important, more important than the, the second one, which I'll say in a second. But you're hitting on, you're asking them about their character. You yes. know, when you ask like why and what inspired you, and you're asking about them personally, you're asking about their character, which helps create the connection, 
like we're talking about and helps, you know, get out of that small talk zone. And then the second thing, I don't really have a name for it yet, but it's just like stats, I guess. We can, for now, just call it stats. Like you're asking like, oh, what's your favorite this? Have you ever done this? And that stuff is great too. You know, it's good to kind of throw that in there because people like to talk about that. And that is important in terms of like what we like to do and, and you know, who we are as people in terms of our favorites and things like that. But, but you're really hitting kind of both levels there. It's like the character and the stats. Yes. Yeah. You know? And you, you want to do that because the stat is going to initially engage. Oh, I'm going to tell you about this. But then when you go a little bit deeper, you get into that character. So it's easier because you're not saying, you know, who are you as a person? Oh my God, I don't know. Jesus, that's like way too <laughs> what, what a weird to question. Ask. Yeah, yeah. But if you're asking it in a roundabout way, so basically the way that you're getting to depth is through story. You're telling a story. And that story is what illuminates who you are. And the story is what's going to illuminate who they are too. So there are three things that are really important when it comes to all of these communications. You want to find out where were you, where are you, where are you going? These three things are saying, this is who I've been. This is my past. This is what made me who I am now. These are my passions currently. And then where are you going? These are my goals. This is what I see myself doing. This is what I see my life looking like. Even with the question of what are your regular places and your favorite places, that's a where are you and a where are you going. Okay, let's repeat those three things again. I want to hear that again so the listener can either write this down or just really get it tattooed in their brain. So what were they yeah. again? So it is where were you, where are you, where are you going? Right. Like a past, present, future kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Who are you? What, 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 what were you doing back then? What are your stories? What shaped you into being who you are today? What mistakes have you made in your past? And why are you stronger now because of them? Right. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. See, that's the stuff you got to be thinking about. And I feel like, and this might be a good transition here to kind of go into talking about when you meet someone in person. Um, but I feel like a lot of that stuff really applies the same when you're talking to someone either on a date or if you're first approaching them or wherever it is. You're pretty much bringing the same concepts to the table there, right? It's, it's the exact same con concepts across the board. It doesn't matter what the platform is. It is about where were you, where are you, where are you going, and be the example of your expectation. And yeah, start with stats and then go into character. All of these things, you know, with online, you can, instead of saying, tell me your two things that are most interesting, tell me five things you find most interesting about yourself. Here are my five things. Um, the same thing with talking about favorite and regular places. You can also say something like, um, oh, I see that you're originally from Texas, but now you're living in Los Angeles. What were your favorite things when you lived in Texas? Um, now that you're not there, what things do you find you actually miss the most? So that's saying a lot about who you are, and it's also a shifted perspective. If someone loves to talk about travel, um, you might say something like, have you ever been on a trip that's shifted or changed your life and perspective? Um, mm -hmm. You can say to someone in, in the travel realm, um, how do you like to travel? What's your ideal type of travel? Is it for fun? Is it to 
explore? Is it to relax? You know, where do you go and what do you hope to get out of it? Right. Do you have a favorite question to either ask or be asked? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but is there anything that comes to mind that you personally just love when someone asks you it whenever it is or just one that you just want to know more about a person or maybe it's the same thing? Yeah, so it, now this won't be the initial outreach, but one thing that I love is I'd love to know your pain points. So what points in your life really changed who you are? What moments in your life shaped who you are today? Because those are the significant stories. Those are the mid-course corrections. Those are the element that, you know, I remember when I was traveling and this happened. Or I remember when my mom got really sick and she called me to take care of her. And it's, it's those, like, stand-out moments in your life. And there's a reason why they're standout. So you really like, it sounds like you really like getting vulnerable with the person. I like getting vulnerable, but it's also controlled and confident vulnerability. So you need to go into it knowing how deep you're going to go. So if someone asks, so basically I, with my clients, I help them to create what I call framed stories. So we have these conversations as if we're on dates before the dates occur. So we'll talk about exes. You know, what happened? What did you learn? How are you better now? What are you looking for now because of that experience with your ex? We'll talk about what do you like to do on the weekends? Why? Why do you like to do that on the weekends? How does it serve you? Um, we'll talk about all of these things that are the stats and then the depth and the character builders beforehand so that you can be confidently and controlled vulnerability. Right, exactly. So it, it makes everyone kind of feel comfortable to share that stuff. Yeah, because you don't want to go on a date and talk and then be like, oh my God, I cannot believe I said all of that. So you, you, you don't want to basically throw up everything about yourself on the table. You want, to, you want it to be in a framed way. You want to know the story that you're telling. You want to know the purpose of the story that you're telling. It's not just to tell a story. It's to illuminate who you are as a person and then extract who they are as a person. You need to look at dating honestly like a job interview. You go on a job interview with a purpose. You're not just going on the interview saying, pick me, pick me. You're going on the interview saying, I want to know what you have to offer me. I want to know what this job is going to entail. I want to know what the expectations are. I'm also going to tell you who I am, and I'm going to tell you very specific stories so that you can understand who I am. Right. It's all very, very much on purpose, and you need to be on purpose when it comes to dating as well. Yeah, totally. And you know what? It's like a lot of guys, they ask this question. They're like, how do I get the second date? How do I get her to like me on the first date? How do I impress her? And while that is sort of important, it's half the battle. The other half is, is she going to impress you? Is this, exactly. Yeah. Is, is, this, is this, you know, just like you're saying with the job interview thing. It's like you want to know if the job is as good for you as you will be for them. Is it a good because match? Because here's the thing. If she doesn't try and impress you, she's not interested in you. So what you have to do is make her try to prove herself to you. 
because then she's thinking, I want him because she's now invested in him. So if you're telling a story of, you know, this is who I was, this is even with exes, this is a relationship I had and it made me realize it wasn't, it wasn't what I needed. And I realize now this is what I have to contribute to a relationship. I've created this amazing life and I'm looking for someone to share it with. And because of my last relationship, I know I'm looking for a woman who is this, 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 and this. Guess what she's going to do? I'm that, 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 and that. Mm -hmm. Let me prove to you that I am that person. Right. And now, because I've just invested in you, I've told you who I am. I'm trying to sell myself to you. Now I want you. Yeah. And it's funny because that gets even more powerful as you get deeper into yes. the dating relationship. So if you're like on the like, I don't know, fourth through 10th date and you continue to say stuff like that or you start bringing that stuff up in terms of like what it is that you like and you're into, at that point, because you know at that point if you're on the fourth date, you know, fourth to 10th date, they're interested in you, right? On some yes. level. So yeah, that person, guy or girl, I think, I think it goes both ways, will start to like subtly you know, show those things yes. that you know the other person is impressed by. You know what I mean? You know what? It even happened with me, interestingly, with a client. I was on the phone, video Skype with a male client the other day, and I had my hair down. And I usually don't wear my hair down in video Skype. It's usually in a ponytail. And we were doing um, compliments. It was it was all about compliments because he had a hard time of what is a, what is an appropriate compliment for a woman. So we were, he was practicing giving me compliments and I was critiquing. And he one of his compliments was I I love when you wear your hair down. It's really pretty. So guess what I did before our next Skype call? Totally not even realizing I was doing it. I did my hair. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is so I'm funny. not interested in this man sexually. He is a client. But I was sitting there like, oh, I need five extra minutes so I can do my hair. Why am I doing my hair? Right. <laughs> like, well, because this client said that he liked my hair down. Right. It's, it's funny, just, it's yeah. It's just a weird subconscious thing that women do because we want to impress you. Right. So keep that in mind that even the dating coach fell for her own thing <laughs> amazing i mean hey i mean the stuff we're talking about here it's not you know these are not opinions this is the stuff that works it's, it's the stuff and it's and it's not games either this is real you right. know this is truly we want to impress each other i want to impress you you want to impress me if you know that intellectually stimulating conversation turns me on sexually you're going to have intellectually stimulating conversations you might even read the Wall Street Journal before going on our next date so that you have things to talk about right. um, because that's that's the point of dating is impressing each other but simultaneously showing each other who we truly are you know we're showing our best selves and our real selves so if you're trying to extract both of those out of her and you're showing both of those to her you've had a successful and a sticky date awesome i mean that i, I couldn't have said it better myself laurel thank you so much for taking the time to really thoroughly explain this stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I just love talking to you about this stuff because you're very practical. You give great advice that like guys can actually use and and uh, and take away. Like I mean, you can really just use all this information that you just spit out today. So if you're listening to this and you got a date tonight, use this stuff because yes. it works, okay? <laughs> yes, definitely. So, you're welcome and thank you. I really had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, how can they find you? What's the best way to get in touch with you if they want to do coaching with you? Uh, what's the best uh, way? 
So you can go to my website, which is screwingtherules.com. Um, you can also send me an email at laurel at laurelhouse.com. Perfect. And I'll put all that stuff in the description. Screwingtherules.com, laurel at laurelhouse.com. And again, thank you so much. This woman is busy. This was not easy to get this interview, okay? Even though we're <laughs> friends, it doesn't matter. She's a busy woman. She's got so much on her plate. Literally, I think anytime I text you or call you or Skype you, you're like, I, I'm not, not now I'm coaching. Not now yeah. I'm coaching. Yeah. This woman is, <laughs> I know. is packed. I'm not just saying this. Like, try it out. Try to get coaching from her. She'll probably be like two weeks out, I'm sure. She's no, got so much on I accommodate. I, I do accommodate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why you're working so much. You're too accommodating. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. my issue. I need to work on that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And you're hopefully welcome. we'll have you back and, and talk to you again soon. I'd love it. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.